Nancy, I almost called you like one evening last week because my son asked me, Mommy, how do I know God's talking to me? And I'm like, uh, hello, I sometimes I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> and I think sometimes it's what Brian says, we have a lot to say, but other times it's just honestly, I think most of us haven't been taught to recognize his voice. So we don't know how to listen. Like we don't know what that looks like. Right. And I think that it always begins with understanding the scriptures. To put prayer and context apart from the scriptures can easily digress into what I think he may be saying based on what I want him to say or whatever projections yes. I have. <laughs> and I think that prayer really has to be grounded first in understanding the character of God and knowing and watching throughout scripture how to God interact with people. You know what we're about to do? We're about to get real. The voice of God is always gentle. It always leads us to love. It always leads us to a greater appreciation of who he is. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors. The scary ones, the ones that make you feel uncomfortable, that's where we're going. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. Whoa, Nancy, hold on a minute. I mean, John wrote the book of Revelation. John was like the last surviving apostle. And when he was done, pen to paper... It's over. God's done talking. <laughs> so the, you got the Bible. So what are you trying to say? God's talking. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle. I'm Brian. And if you don't want to miss anything, just hit that subscribe button. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast. The time has arrived. She's in the midst of a series with us talking about spiritual disciplines. Our friend is the program director of the Caritas Center for Christian Formation. She's a licensed clinical professional counselor. Welcome back, Nancy Kane. Nice to be with you guys. All right, so today we're going to talk about not just prayer, but listening prayer. And hold up, Nancy, I got lots to say. Hello, for real. Did you tell me I'm wrong? <laughs> so, so step into it. What, what are your questions? Well, I mean, I got a lot to say, I, you know, I mean, okay. is God like impatient? <laughs> kind of like, when's it my turn? I mean, how does he feel about me it's talking a lot when I pray? <laughs> well, that's exactly the point. Thank you for the the uh, intro on that. The, um, <laughs> the reason why I specify listening prayer is I think often people come into prayer as a monologue and then they wonder why God isn't speaking when in fact they've spent the whole time I, and I can remember this in my own life, is that I was a coach to do uh, intercession, and I believe there's a real place for intercession. But if that's my primary approach, then I'm coming to God with my shopping list, and almost in a demand, saying, and then I need this, and then I need that, and I'm praying for my children, and I'm praying for a situation at work, and I'm praying for this. And then we walk away, closing the door as if somehow that's prayer. When I think that's really the beginning of prayer is this, interactive dialogue between us and the creator God. 
Nancy, I almost called you like one evening last week because my son asked me, Mommy, how do I know God's talking to me? And I'm like, uh, hello, I sometimes I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> and I think sometimes it's what Brian says. We have a lot to say. But other times it's just honestly, I think most of us haven't been taught to recognize his voice. So we don't know how to listen. Like, we don't know what that looks like. Right. And I think that it always begins with understanding the scriptures. To put prayer and context apart from the scriptures can easily digress into what I think he may be saying based on what I want him to say or whatever projections I have. (laughs) And I think prayer really has to be grounded first in understanding the character of God and knowing and watching throughout scripture how did God interact with people? How did they hear his voice? You think of Samuel, who in the beginning didn't recognize the voice of God, and then over time he learned to listen and and know when it was God's voice. The voice of God is always gentle. It always leads us to love. It always leads us to a greater appreciation of who he is. So fundamentally there's some principles there, you know, in, in terms of speaking for your son. So now, I mean, somebody might be saying, whoa, Nancy, hold on a minute. I mean... John wrote the book of Revelation. John was like the last surviving apostle. And when he was done, pen to paper, it's over. God's done talking. <laughs> so the, you got the Bible. So what are you trying to say? God's talking. Well, I think that God speaks through his word, but he speaks. Uh, the Psalms say the, the nature shows the radiance and the glory of God. There's a sense that God doesn't, is speaking through a lot of venues. He spoke his word through Christ. He spoke his word through our, the, the written word that we have. But he also speaks in a still, small voice, as he did with Elijah. So I think we have to be open to the variety of ways that God speaks. But he's always speaking. It's a matter of how open and willing we are to hear and to listen. Uh, so, Nancy, you know how like pragmatic I am here. So what do I do when I'm praying mm-hmm. in order to hear God? Is it like I'm reading something? I'm like going, okay, God, your turn. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You start first, I think, with a perspective of who the character of God is. And so I think starting with the scriptures, taking a passage of scripture, a a brief passage that focuses on who Christ says he is. And perhaps it's as simple as looking at the Matthew passage of, come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. But we look first at a principle about the character of God. And the posture has to be first that we we move up and out of ourselves to look into who he is. To rush into his presence to start chatting, we will also then end up really praying to ourselves. Hmm. We've lost the perspective of who he is. And I think inherent in that is quieting ourselves down enough to be able to hear that there is places for prayer on the go, but we're talking about learning how to really listen And to really listen means that I have to be still enough to hear his voice. One thing that we're learning in the program with you is how to pray without ceasing. And I love the Mm -hmm. idea that you've shared where you're listening throughout the day and your emotions or things that people say when you engage with people. Can you talk about that? Because it's totally transformed my engagement with God. The whole notion of living a lifestyle in the presence of God. Yeah. In Him we move, live and move and have our being. And in we are in Christ. All We are never not in Christ. Yes. And so from my waking to my uh, sleeping to all the activities, 
praying without ceasing is living in His presence and knowing that at any point in time I can turn my heart to Him, look into His face, see His gaze back at me, and hear His voice. And I like the the just the awareness because before my understanding was, well, He's present when I'm like, okay, listen, especially like times where I, I have felt far. And I like your idea of, no, you just have to increase your awareness and realize He's always there, especially throughout the day. Right. There's a beautiful principle with prayer with what we're talking about, that when my son was born, I always worried whether I would wake up, uh, if, if I would not wake up when he was crying. Mm. And uh, one of the things I found pretty quickly is that when I was sleeping, there was an internal sense that I could hear him. And even though I might be sleeping deeply, suddenly I'd be woken up and I could hear him crying and would go to meet his needs. A similar thing happens with listening prayer, is that the more we engage in this process, the more we find this notion within us that we can hear Him, and we can hear Him when we least expect. And that's uh, that's what we want to cultivate, that muscle in our soul that we are responsive to His needs. Lest someone misinterpret this, so many people walk around the church going, the Lord gave me a message for you. You need to stop doing whatever it is you're doing. Is that right. what you're talking about here? Like God's going to be like, Nancy, correct, Brian. <laughs> well, and I think what you're talking about is a real phenomenon now of people getting a prophetic word and then feeling the need to go and tell somebody. And I've heard too many stories of people being damaged deeply by someone else's word. I think that this listening is always in obedience to God's word. So we're always living in consistency to Christ's mandates. So we're learning to die daily to ourselves. We're learning to consider others more than we consider ourselves. We're learning they're just all the mandates of Scripture, and that we don't override that with our own egoism. Uh, you know, as I tell people, when someone has come to me and said, Nancy, I, the Lord told me X, Y, and Z, I listen, and then I take it with a huge truckload of salt because it maybe that they just wanted to tell me something. <laughs> that <they've, laughs> and they're and they, blaming they, it on God. <laughs> right. They, they credit enhanced it by saying that, that God has told them that. So then if I'm understanding you correctly, it's almost as if I'm, I'm reading that passage about Jesus saying his burden is light and he can bring us rest. It's me just kind of going, Lord, how, how do I need to rest? What does that look like in my life today? Is that kind of what you're saying? Um, more specifically, it's gazing on him saying that. So I, I think of another passage of Mary and Martha, and Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. What was she doing? She was adoring him. She was gazing at him. She was um, enjoying his presence. She was standing in awe of his compassion and his heart. That's what I think that the beginning posture needs to be in prayer is that we we focus first on who He is. He is the Creator God who set the world in motion, but also created me. Who do I see Him to be? And this is where, if I don't have the Scriptures, I can easily project onto Him who I think He is, which often will be related to the pains of my own past. So when I think, when I hear of someone having trouble in prayer, often it's mixed up with perhaps a father that was cruel or abusive or a teacher that, a Christian teacher that did harm to them, that they have put onto God and has corrupted their ability to be able to really see and hear Him. 
Yeah, and you know, when I think of you talking about the idea of even just like sitting at his feet and adoring him for a minute, it reminds me of how I was kind of thrown off by the the acronym ACTS for a while because it starts mm-hmm. with adoration. So I'd be like, God, you're great. You're really good. Uh, you're the best. You made all this stuff. Uh, and, and like, I. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it, it, it was more just kind of like, a, I need to do this yeah. as opposed to really contemplate this. And so, how do we distinguish that difference and get to a place of adoration? Well, and I think that's where it starts with quieting ourselves. If I come with a posture of, okay, I'm going to get this done. All right. And it, like you, for many years, I followed that act and I found it so burdensome and I, I got worn out by yes. the time I'd have to get to supplication because I wasn't sure <laughs> I had done it right. I was right. totally worn out. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I think if we start first with, what am I, what's my posture? Am I worked up? Am I stressed? Am I preoccupied? Am I doing this out of just pure obligation or do I really want to come to his presence? So starting first with that quieting is really important and then moving to who is he? How do I see him in this moment? What do I see on his face? He's always gazing at me. Am I truly gazing at him? So there's a quieting that goes on. And picture like a human conversation. If you rush in the kitchen, just grab Sarah and start talking into her face, you wouldn't really be interacting with her. <laughs> but that's often how we approach prayer. Yeah. Is this, you know, grab and do it and get it done. And, and then we wonder why there's not an intimacy growing. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, I, I think many of us are fearful of the emotional aspects of our faith. We've been taught the intellectual yes. aspects. Oh, yes. And so what you're saying is like, you know, wow, she's a counselor. She wants me to think about how I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and, that, and because it's already there and we need to bring our honesty before the Lord. And I've encouraged some people that if the only thing they can bring before their Lord is their disappointment and anger, that's intimacy, that's vulnerability. And he already knows it. He already sees it. So why would we not want to allow him to be with us in that struggle, in that painful place? Boy, I just love the series we're doing with Nancy Kane, again, program director of the Caritas Center for Christian Formation and licensed clinical professional counselor. Janelle's in the midst of this program right now, and it can help you with issues just like this about how to listen to the Lord as you grow closer to Jesus. Nancy, how can folks learn more about registering and, and being a part of your program? They can go to our website, thecaritascenter.com, and they can find information on the program if they also have an icon they can click on if they want to contact us also they can follow us on instagram and um i'm trying to do posts along the way on that so those two different venues wonderful thanks again nancy we always enjoy our time with you my friend as well hey hold up where are you going you know you liked your time with us you want more so go ahead look down hit that button right there and subscribe and you'll get updated episodes and then you can hang some more And guess what? You can help us out. How? A five-star rating. Hello. You can also hang with us live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Download the Moody Radio mobile app, and you're able to connect with us. Or just go to brianandjanelle.org. And listen, we didn't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, Alan Perry, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.